0: Welcome to episode 28 of this podcast with Monica Madden. This episode of the podcast is really about how I mastered my schedule, which is one of the things that helped free me um, emotionally and mentally. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. And we're just going to jump right on into to the topic here about our schedules, because here's the thing is we all get the same amount of seconds, minutes, and hours in a day. That that amount of time, as long as you're living, right, it, it's the same for everybody. And when when we're not careful with how we spend our time, then we can get stressed with too many things on our plate. We can um, get overwhelmed and and cause ourselves anxiety because it seems like some of the things that we really want to get done or need to get done are not. And not being in control of our schedules can definitely lead to mental and emotional distress. And a little bit about myself is I run a full tight ship. I have my daily routine work. I um, work with mentoring clients. I facilitate masterminds. I run book applicational studies, the president of a woman's group. I do volunteer work daily. And I am enrolled in some personal development programs and programs to help me scale my business. I have a teenage daughter and the list goes on and on. And what amazes some people when I tell them that some days I still get me a power nap in. And that's all because I am able to to control my own schedule and the things that I'm doing on there. And I can actually know when I can take that power nap to help me to re-energize myself. But here's the main number one main thing is to become a protector of your time, and controlling your calendar, this is really, this is really hard for some people, right? But you have to, well, the way I do it is I plan my year, I plan my month, I plan my week, and I plan my day. So what happens is, in December, I look at the calendar for the upcoming year. And I already know some things that are planned and some dates that are already scheduled. So, our family reunion is always the second full weekend in August. So, I already know I can write that down. I have my John Maxwell um, certificate recertification trips that I do twice a year in Orlando, Florida, right now. And I know those dates so I can put those in my calendar for the upcoming year. Then, my daughter's school events I know what her school events are usually up until at least. Um, up at least until May, but sometimes if they've already planned out that following school year, I'm able to actually write those school events down on the calendar in December as well. So really knowing what is on your calendar for the next year in December can help you plan out that year, right? So you already know what weeks you might be taken off or what events you have coming up. So just getting those down and written somewhere and you might not be writing, you might be on a electronic version of your calendar, but really getting those dates put in there so that you know that this is what you will be doing scheduled already on these days, and then what I do is I look at the month and I say, okay, how do my months look? And every second Tuesday of the month is my woman's um, life group meeting. Every first Tuesday of the month is my Girl Scout, um, Girl Scout leadership meeting. So I already know every month that these dates are already taken. So I'm able to look at. My month and say, okay, what am I doing? What's consistent and what never moves? And when I say never moves, they literally never move unless there, you know, there ends up being a blizzard or something like that. But then things might adjust. So, like with the way the world is today with this virus going on, we didn't change our woman's meeting date. We just changed the way that we're meeting. So, we're not doing it in person, we're doing it on Zoom. However, That second Tuesday, that first Tuesday, it's already planned out. So I know not to add anything on my calendar for those days. And then what I look at is on Sunday, I plan for the week. I say, what do I want to accomplish this week? And I look at my monthly calendar and I say, okay, what days am I already scheduled for? What are my time slots that I have available? And I start that on Sunday because I need to know what my full week looks like so that if I needed to squeeze a client in or if if I wanted to add some additional family time or extracurricular activities, I can go ahead and put that on my calendar on Sunday for the week so I already have that time slotted. And then what I do every day is I look at the daily schedule. And I say, what is my priority for today? And I actually have an affirmation at the top of my page. Every day I write an affirmation in. And I write what my intention is for the day. And my day is different than a lot of people's days in in the regular calendar. When When I've seen that went and bought a calendar, it's usually starting at like, 6 or 7 a.m. And it usually ends 10 p.m. But me, my schedule is a little different. I start usually at 7 a.m. And I end around 2 a.m. So I need to know what am I doing in between that 10 p.m. and that 2 a.m. time slot so that I'm managing, or I won't say managing my time, but prioritizing what I'm doing during those hours. So I'm not just up doing busy work, but really planning that day out. So I can do everything that I want to do in that day. And I'll, I'll give you what the link is to download my daily sheet worksheet that I use just in case if you're anything like me and most calendars in that 10 and you need, you know, more of a, a stretch in the day or, or a longer calendar to look into. And, but what I do here though, is I say, all right, where is my family time going in today? Where is my reading time? Where's my journaling time? Um, where am I doing reflections? Where is my mastermind group? What are the things that I'm actually doing today that I know I need to be consistent at and continue to do? So that way, if something comes up, I already know exactly if I can fit it in on my schedule or not, because I have my entire day already planned and mapped out. So, so that was really about being intentional and, and planning your schedule out ahead of time so that your day just doesn't go. And, and then at the end of the day, you're not saying, Hey, I didn't get anything done or I didn't, um, Do at least my number one priority, right? Because you've actually planned that already in your day. So you don't have to worry about saying that to yourself. And then it's really been a protector of your time. If it's not already planned, if it's not a matter of life and death, then you can choose what can come and crash your schedule. And then you decide, right, what's really more important than what you've already got planned. And on my daily worksheet, this is where for me, I block off an hour for my lunch. And I honor my lunch hour. I'm usually planning things like either reading, studying, um, resetting my mind, or possibly doing mastermind or application book studies during that hour. And then right now on Fridays during the day, I don't do any meetings because I'm trying to catch up for the week because I've probably had a busy week. And then on Mondays, I usually don't do meetings in the evening because I want to plan for my week and I want to give myself a little breather before my Tuesday through Thursday gets, um, uh, is, I want I to want to say hectic, but my Tuesdays and Thursdays are really where I do a lot of stuff from, from 7 a.m. and, and to 2 a.m. and I'm running mastermind groups and doing different things and, and working with clients on those days. So I give myself a break on Monday evenings. But then you also have to be, and this is number three, flexible. Now, I'm not saying that I never do meetings on Fridays, and I'm not saying that Mondays in the evenings that I never, ever would would do a meeting Monday evening. But what I am saying is I do have that time blocked off intentionally. Now, if something comes up or if I decide to, I do occasionally schedule things during those times because I do want to remain flexible and knowing, hey, my client really needs me and I do have this time available. Um if I'm willing to be open, right, to allow them to come in um, and and take a time slot that I usually don't work in. So really being able to be flexible and adjusting and shifting your schedule if you really feel the need to do that. And then you have Number four, where I have to say no to myself, because if, if I don't say no to myself and, no to my, and, and, and and just letting things pile up, then, then things come, uh, I, I tend to spend time doing things that I didn't plan on doing. And a good example is a few weeks ago, I had decided, hey, I want to go get me some food. It was not in my schedule, but I had a half hour break where I was just going to initially have me a salad and some things at home, but I decided, no, let me go and let me, get me some food. I got a half hour and I ordered, they were like 20 minutes and I'm like, okay. So I go to get my food and it's not ready. So they're like, you know, another 15 minutes. Okay. So I pay and then I come back in 15 minutes and now it's been 45 minutes and their cash registers are down. Their entire network system is down. So, I have a choice, and I actually chose to stand there and wait for the registers and things that come up. So, I actually waited for two hours for my food, so I didn't plan on that extra hour and a half. But if I would have followed my intuition, if I would have followed my initial schedule, it would have been I would have prepared myself something at home within that thirty minute time frame that I had given myself. but no, I ended up wasting two hours that was not initially blocked in to my schedule for that day. So really knowing how to stick to the original plan and, and knowing when to say no to yourself Because you have things that you really want to get done and that you had already said, I'm going to do this during this time frame, because you never know what can come up when you go off of your schedule, right? Sometimes it could be even answering a phone call. How many of you, how many times have you gotten a phone call and you said, okay, I'm going to make this quick, but you knew that, you know, once you answered, it wasn't going to be a five or 10 minute phone call. It ended up being an hour, hour and a half. An hour, an hour, and a half that you didn't plan on your schedule, so guess what that is called I'm gonna call it schedule creep, but really learning how to say no if you have something planned, put your phone down, turn your phone over, don't answer, put it on silence, put it on vibrate, do something to make sure that you're honoring your time, which actually goes into my next tip, number five, which is really defining those those boundaries. what kind of things? Will you let crash your schedule? Will you let somebody else's emergency become your emergency? When you say you're going to sit down and read, what will you let interfere with your reading time? What are your boundaries? What will you let all of a sudden crash your schedule? And you might not know this and you might not be able to set all of the boundaries right now. And you might find yourself not getting done what you want to get done because of these things that are that, that you don't have boundaries around. But what you have to do is at least start to come up with that boundary list. And that boundary list could be as simple as saying, okay, I'm going to honor this time. And when I'm doing this activity between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., I will not answer my phone. I'm going to turn it off what are your boundaries? I'm going to go into a secret, uh, I've said a secret room, but a room where I can't be, where I won't be interrupted. My family knows if I shut the door during this time that I am really focused on what I want to be doing and what my task is but really starting to define those boundaries right now. And then as things come up, you can continue to add to those boundaries. But the main thing is to make sure that you start setting boundaries now in your schedule so that when that phone does ring, guess what? You've already set that boundary to not answer it. So being intentional with getting that boundary list started And then number six is sitting there and taking some some time to review and reflect, to see if you spent your time the way you wanted to, if you spent your time meeting your goals or, or your intention for the day. Reflect at the end of the day. Reflect at the end of the week. Reflect at the end of the month. And reflect at the end of the year. And and what you could do is make sure that you have that reflection time built into your calendar to review it. At the end of the night from, I don't know, it could be maybe 9 to 9.15, you're just checking off your calendar. Did I do what I said I was going to do? Did I miss something? Did something come up that I didn't have planned? But really making sure that you're reviewing. And then review your schedule. In the middle of the week, okay, I set goals for this week. How am I doing? What scope um, schedule creeps have happened things that've crept into my schedule that I didn't plan for that is taking me off of my goal taking me off target and and if I know that my week is not going like I needed to go, then I now have to I have I'm in the middle of the week and I can plan. Review and pivot. I might shift some of the activities that I had not planned on doing or that I was doing so that I can meet that goal at the end of the week, unless I decide to move that goal out longer. But if you don't review it, you don't know that you need to pivot and change what the rest of your activities are for the week or change what your goal is. Because so often I see where it's Friday. And, and people aren't meeting their goals and they're like, well, I didn't meet my goal. Okay, well, you know, what happened? When did you fall off? So if if you're not intentional with setting that, that review in the middle of the week, then you really don't know what threw your schedule off. If you're not reviewing your daily schedule, you don't know what went wrong in that day or what changed in that day that threw you off. And then it's the same thing in the middle of the month. If you set your goal for your month and maybe you set a reflection around the 15th and and then the 15th in the middle of the month, you already know, am I on target? How far am I off? What do I need to do? What is really important to me? What goal do I really want to make sure that I'm hitting and what do I need to do in the next, we'll say, 15 days in order to hit that goal? And then doing the same thing in, in for in the year. I say reflect quarterly. Every three months you sit down and say, okay, where, where am I on this goal? And if you don't do it quarterly, then you could do it, you know, six months. But at least taking that reflection time to say, am I close to my goal? Am I hitting my goal? Am I meeting my goal? And what do I need to shift? What do I need to pivot in order to get to where I want to be at the end of the year? But really making sure that you're taking your time to review and reflect your day, your week, your month and your year to make sure that you're doing the things that matter and that will get you the results that you're looking for. And then number seven, the seventh point is giving yourself permission, permission to hire somebody to help you map out your time if you're not good at it yourself. We're not good at all things, and and maybe you need somebody to come in and say, you know what, let me take that over for you. Let me help you do that. And you might only need for them to help you out for two or three hours to show you what this looks like. Or you might need to hire an assistant that can be in control of the schedule for you so you don't have to worry about it. But be, give, being okay with and giving yourself permission to hire somebody that can help you in that area so that you can master your time. Because when we master our time, we can reduce anxiety, we can reduce stress and overwhelm because we're not taking on too many things and we're able to prioritize the things that we do take on appropriately. I tell you what drives me, and I'm going to say nuts, is when I hear somebody say, there's just not enough time in a day. There's just not enough time in a day. There's not enough time in a day. I can't get anything done. I wanted to do this, this, and this, but I just can't seem to get it done. And, and the first thing that I ask to look at is their schedule. And how did you spend your day? Did you spend your day effectively? Did you master your time? Because if you mastered your time, you would have enough to do what you needed to do during each day. And when we become masters of our time, then we know what a 24-hour day looks like for us. So we know that we won't be able to get the lawn cut. On Tuesday, because my schedule is full from 7 a.m. until 2 a.m. Wednesday morning. So I know not to wake up Tuesday planning to cut the grass. So there's no such thing. And I'm going to say this. There's no such thing (laughs) as not enough time in a day when we learn to master our time, to appropriately schedule what we want done and and effectively handling the time that we're given. If I can take me a 15-minute power nap each day, if I wanted to, and still get the things done in my day, Then there is enough time for you to do whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you need to do in a day. It's just a matter of mastering the time and and being able to prioritize the things that are on your schedule. So just to recap, those those seven points are one is to plan your year, month, week, and day. Two. Be a protector of your time. Three, being flexible, being able to shift if something comes up that is mandatory and really necessary for you to, to, um, to be flex to flex that time. Four is saying no to yourself and also saying no to others. And then five is defining what your boundaries are. And like I said, you might not know what all those boundaries are, but get that boundary list started. And it could even be with your family. Hey, I'm doing this on Mondays from seven to 10. This is my time. This is what I'm gonna be doing. So there's nothing that I will be scheduling family-wise during this seven to 10 on Monday. Defining those boundaries. And then number six is to reflect and review your schedule daily, weekly, monthly and yearly and looking at your schedule to know that if you're spending your time the way you want, the way you need. And if you're if you're even going to meet those goals that you're setting out for, if they're going to bring if your schedule is bringing you close to your desired results, to your dreams And then number seven is to give yourself permission to hire somebody to help you with that mastering of your time. And the key to mental and and emotional freedom, it lies within us. And, And when we become masters of ourselves, when we really become the master of who we are and the things that we have going on in our life, then it can free us. From a lot of the distress that we cause ourselves from putting too many things on our plate. So, the worksheet download if you go to MonicaMMadden.com forward slash daily worksheet, MonicaMMadden.com daily worksheet, you will be able to download the daily worksheet that I use in order to plan out my days effectively. And, and I just, uh, just want to just encourage you because if I can master my time, if I can do all the things that I'm doing and still have time to get me a power nap in, I know that you can become the master of your time too. Thank you for tuning in to d- today's episode. And I look forward to being back on this podcast with you next week.